0: Coaches, the conference we don't deserve has been assembled. This June, the Spring Tumbling Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, hosted by some of the most knowledgeable and respected coaches in the industry. Spring has partnered with Shay Crawford of Brandon All-Stars, Romel Usuna of World Cup, Casey Ballou of East Celebrity Elite, and Corey Rickett of the Cheer Sports Sharks to bring you a live and hands-on and interactive tumbling conference in an actual training environment. It honestly doesn't get any better than that. I'm excited to go, and I hope to see you there. To sign up or to get more information, you can go to springvirtualtraining.com or you can click on the link in the description.
1: It was a rough day for me when we got team placements because my nerves were just like going crazy.
0: And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. let's get started.
1: Turn it up, you're tuning in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy about to go all
0: in. Five, six, seven, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 59. Not sure if there's going to be a 60, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, we are talking all about trusting the process. You'll also find out what teams B. Moore's kids made and why they are so upset. And lastly, we have the question of the week. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast. As the Bible says... It is better to give than to receive. So share this with someone and spread the word. Along with sharing the word, you guys can do me a huge favor and fill out the survey in the show notes. That would be great. I'm speaking slowly so you guys can really let this sink in. Everyone, fill out the survey in the show notes. It'll take you a minute, a minute and a half. You're just going to say, this is what I like about the show. This is what I don't like about the show. But do that. I would really, really appreciate it. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with parents. And on the other side of this microphone is a real-life cheer mom who represents you parent listeners and asks all the questions that you parents have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more, placements have been set, practices have started, the new season is upon us. Are you ready to talk some cheer?
1: I sure am.
0: All right, let's do this. So um, you brought up to me not too long ago that your um, parent, mom, all-star, crazy page, that things are (laughs) popping off. So we decided that we wanted a new, you know, we've done the coach's comment.
1: As mm-hmm. a segment
0: for a couple of months now. So we decided that we're going to do a a parent. I'm even not sure what we're calling it. I guess we can call it. We call it the coach's comments. We call it the parent comment section. We need a, a better name for it. Something. So, you know, someone give us a good name for this uh, this segment. But anyway, we're going to look at a comment from a mom or a dad. And, you know, we'll respond to it, I guess. So start us yeah. off, B.
1: All right. So it's a little lengthy. So just bear with me. So it starts out as coaches seriously trust the process in quotations. This is the biggest lie that coaches tell during tryouts. You tell an athlete with required tumbling and can base and backspot well to quote trust the process, but don't place them on a team that you know they want to be on. She goes into depth a little bit more, says that she has the, her athlete obviously has the tumbling and she, you know, is a good base, good back spot. She says, for example, if Keisha has a double pass to make the team and Becky doesn't have it, but both are great bases, make it make sense because Keisha doesn't understand why she wasn't good enough, but Becky was and Becky has less tumbling than Keisha. The only thing setting them apart is Keisha isn't a favorite and she's quiet, but always a team player. Side note, coaches, when you move when you move up your favorite who doesn't have certain skills over a more skilled athlete, you're making that skilled athlete feel as the one, skills don't matter. Two, you're not good enough, even though you have the skills. Three, I just don't like you, even though I don't have a reason not to. And four, you make them feel like there is something wrong with them. You're breaking down their mental psych while playing games with these tryouts and trust the process mess. So there we have it.
0: There we go. That's a lot to unpack, but we Mm -hmm. shall start to unpack. Uh, B, would you like to know my favorite part about that whole, that whole thing?
1: I am guessing that it's the favorite part. No, it's not.
0: Well, I'll, I'll bring, I'll bring up the favorite part. My, my favorite part of that whole thing is the um, the diversity in name choices. You know, I have realized <laughs> that my hypothetical situation, the girls who live in my hypothetical situations, um, there's no di- diversification in the names. So, you know, I'm Becky Susie all day, but we have a Keisha in there. So I'm really happy that Keisha... She, she, I'm now made aware, it's about to be Black History Month, you know, so, or it was Black History Month, <laughs> i It's about, about to say, it's about to be Juneteenth, is what I meant to say, <laughs> Juneteenth is coming up soon, people, so Keisha needs to be represented in hypothetical cheer situations as well, not just Susie and Becky, so, all right, here we go, um, but let's break this down, so, I don't even know where to start. You brought up favorites, so I'll start with favorites, I guess. You know, favorites are a... This is something... I didn't say it this year during the parent team meetings, but I do typically say it about favorites.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it might not apply to this situation. So I'll go to favorites, and then I'll go to everything else. So this is just general. I'm not really responding to this, but you brought up favorites. So one thing with favorites... Coaches are allowed to have favorite athletes Um, the same way that parents have favorite coaches and same way that athletes have favorite coaches and favorite teachers. And, you know, you have your favorite neighbor and you have your favorite, you know, your neighbors that you hate. And I'm I'm pretty straightforward when I say that, you know, our favorites are the ones who work hard and have positive attitudes and don't make excuses. And those typically are everyone's favorites, kids who come to practice on time in the right practice gear and do things the right way. It's not necessarily that they have a, you know, it's not necessary to be a favorite that you have a double full or that you have your tuck or you have whatever, but you're just a positive, hardworking athlete. And athletes who tend not to be coaches' favorites are athletes who, you know, are lazy and, you know, always make an excuse and always have negative attitudes. And, you know, lots of people tend not to like them. So when we say, you know, so when we say favors and and I don't want to apply that to this situation. But, you know, coaches are allowed to like kids more who have more favorable qualities than kids who don't have favorable. Some kids don't have favorable qualities. And I shouldn't like that kid equally as much as I like that kid. That just doesn't make sense. Like, I shouldn't have to like that kid as much as I like that kid because they're both on the team one kid works hard and is pleasant to be around and the other kid is a brat and is, you know, unpleasant to be around and isn't even like mm-hmm. trying to be pleasant to be around, you know? Um now which brings me to this. So when we talk about favorites, it seems that and that, that's what this post says that this athlete has earned a spot that that it wasn't deserved, right? Becky earned a spot that wasn't deserved because mm-hmm. she's a favorite. And that goes to, even though I don't really use the phrase, trust the process, which I have to, I'll circle back around that later. I really don't use the phrase, trust the process. Not when it comes to team placements, really. Um, but... I do think you need to trust the coaches and the program that you're a part of. And if you trust the coaches, then let the coaches make the decisions. Now, if you don't trust the coaches, if you think the coaches are shady or that the program's shady or that they don't know what they're talking about, like right, you have zero trust with them, then you should probably find a, a different program. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you don't, this is very true. I went to... uh, I had to get my car fixed, whatever. I had something wrong with my car and I go into the shop and I take it in and I don't think there's there's that much damage with it, right? Is there something wrong? Maybe a light was on or something. But I take it in and he's like, oh yeah, it's going to be, and he named some price over a grand, right? It's going to be like $1,300. And I'm like, really for that? And he's like, Yeah, it's gonna be, you know, da 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 da. He's going on thirteen hundred dollars. And I'm thinking, I, I don't trust you. I don't trust that this is gonna be thirteen hundred dollars, right? And I was like, All right, thanks. I'll um, you know, I'll talk to my wife and I'll let you know. And I go Okay,
1: what what is it up with? Uh sorry, I have to interrupt you, but All of you men are, I have to blame it on the wives. Poor Ashley, because that happens to me all the time. Let me talk to my wife so I can be the bad person.
0: No, I was not. I had zero intentions of talking to Ashley about that. I had already made my decision. I just didn't want to look the guy in the eye and say, you're crazy, man. I ain't paying (laughs) $1,300. So so I go and I find another place. And I go, hey, this is what's going on. And you know they they I bring the car in, look at it, and go, oh yeah, it's going to be three hundred bucks. Awesome, let's let's fix this because you know something did not sit right with me that was going to be twelve, thirteen hundred dollars, right? And I did not trust that guy. And it's not that the other guy had a cheaper price. I just didn't trust. Now, if I went to that other place and it was at thirteen hundred dollars, actually. My initial conversation with the other place, I already felt better about it. Already felt better just with our initial like conversation from when they picked mm-hmm. up the phone, right? I just felt better about it. And if it would have been thirteen hundred dollars, I probably would have went there anyway. I just felt more at ease talking to the second place. But you know, I didn't trust that first place, and was like, "Yeah, I don't. I just don't trust you. I don't trust." Anything you're saying right now, and I'm going to go get a second opinion, right?
1: Really? And again,
0: the second opinion could have been $1,300, but I would have much rather paid the $1,300 to the second place than that first place that just, you know, I just had a bad feeling about. So I think parents, one that you need to, that coaches and and programs are not in the business of sabotaging themselves. We're not in the business of sabotaging ourselves. So coaches aren't making decisions that they think are wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that coaches aren't going to make decisions that are wrong or sorry, that aren't wrong. You know, I go to gyms all the time and go, oh yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it like that. Like, oh, why did it like this? Because of X, Y, and Z. Like they have good intentions and people, I get information from coaches all the time and they tell me things that we're doing wrong. And I go, oh, I never knew that. But it's not that I'm making wrong decisions on purpose.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And so when they place Keisha on, you know, the lower level team and Becky on the higher level team, it's well, in one scenario, it's not that they think that they're trying to sabotage their own team. Like, you know what? Keisha actually would be better on this team, but... We don't care about winning competitions that much. Like we just care about destroying, you know, Keisha's psyche. That's what's most important to us is that we, you know, destroy her psyche and put her on the lower level team. Who cares about winning competitions this season, right? Like who does that? So if you think, so if you think your gym is doing that, they're only doing it to, as a personal vendetta, then you should probably leave that gym. Now, other thing wrong with this post is it's, there's zero information in it, right? Yes. And so it's really hard to, you know, the mom says that her daughter's a good tumbler and a good base. That does not mean the coaches look at her as a good tumbler, or a good base. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: for real. Lots of parents think their kids or athletes are better than what they are. Or the coaches don't see it, right? But coaches and parents don't necessarily have the same view on athletes, and I have conversations all the time where I go, "I don't, I don't quite see that in her right now, right?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, she's when she says, "Oh, yeah, you know, she's a good base. She's just as good as this kid." Maybe I don't know. That's not. I don't know what the coaches see that in. In this particular athlete, right? So that that is up in the air that the coaches see everything that this mom sees in her athlete. Um, what else was in there? There was... Oh, the other thing, and there's a thousand reasons, especially go back to the trust the process. There's a thousand reasons why it won't make sense to a parent that it's not appropriate for the coaches to explain to said parent, right? Mm -hmm. Here's an example. Let's say this is between a, let's say Keisha made the junior two team. Becky made the junior three team, right? So one's higher than the other. Keisha really, you know, is a great athlete and wanted to make the senior three or junior three. Here's something that would be inappropriate for coaches to discuss with you know, the parent, um, this year we are going to the summit and we want to stack our J three team or sorry. We want to stack our J two team. So they win the summit this year. We want to put all of our very best athletes on the junior two team this year so that they can go and win the summit. Right. So we're going to put all of our kind of other athletes on the junior three, right. And that happens in gyms where they decide they're going to stack one team and put their best athletes on this team and not that other team. Right. And so while Keisha looks at junior three as a, sorry, junior two as a demotion, the coaches are looking at it as this is the team that we're going to put all of our very best athletes on. And actually Becca, Becky, You know, she's an okay athlete. She has her touch so she can make this team, but she's not good enough really to be on this junior two team that we're really trying to stack, right? And stuff like that happens. Um, The other thing is, this is, you know, this happens as well. Becky might have made that team, but there might not be any intentions for Becky to do anything in that routine. She might. Just stand around. They might have just needed a place to put Becky. And, you know, we can't put her on junior. She's already aged out of the junior team. She has to go on a senior team. So we're going to put her on the senior team right now. We're going to put Keisha on the junior team because she's going to be a true asset to this junior team. And Becky's actually going to, you know, not do anything in this routine. Most likely, you know, she could get cut in a month from now right? But we had to place her somewhere. And so we're going to place her here as a holding spot, right? That'd be very inappropriate for a coach to discuss with Keisha's parents and go, well, you know what? Becky's on the team, but she's not really on the team, right? So there's a thousand, a thousand reasons why placements get placed the way they do. And a lot of those reasons are inappropriate for coaches to discuss with parents. So when coaches say you have to trust the process, it's it's really – you have to trust that the coaches aren't trying to sabotage themselves and aren't doing – aren't trying to sabotage your daughter, right? That they, have, that they don't have personal vendettas against your kid. Now, if they do have a personal vendetta against your kid and you don't like that, then you should take your athlete out of the program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's a lot of, like, missing information to, like, really – you know – Go in and and what's better, and I don't know, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But what happened when we post on like pages like this? Hey, I'm gonna post this is what happens, da 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 da. So, you know, load of BS, right? And she, you know, posts on the parent page. Especially with this little information that she gave. You know, all the parents are going, You're right, girl. Blah, blah, you, you should do this. You should do, I can't believe that. And I would say this, right? And they're they're gassing her up. I'm guessing, I haven't seen the comments. But I'm guessing they're gassing her up, making her like, yeah, I am right. Like, you're right, girl. You need to stand up for your daughter and do this. When she needed to, all she needed to do was say, hey, send an email. My daughter really wanted to make, you know, again, the, the junior three. She has her, what she said, uh, she has her double pass. Not sure what that is. She has her double pass. What are you missing? Well, we need triple passes on (laughs) On the level 13. Sorry, that was funny. All the coaches (laughs) laughed at that. (laughs) (laughs) Every parent's like, what's wrong with a double pass? (laughs) What's (laughs) common terminology right there? Anyway, but, you know, instead of going online to a bunch of, you know, parents who, you know, don't be mad at me for our parent listeners, listeners who don't know anything, go to the coach who has an understanding of why they place kids where. And if they're a trustworthy program, they'll walk you through the decision as much as they can or tell you what else Keisha needs so that she can move up through the levels. So again, there's like 8,000 reasons why an athlete gets placed on a team. And my bottom line is, if you trust your program, then trust your program. If you don't trust your program, then find a new program and if you have if you trust your program but have questions you should assume that they did things for the right reason and this is a we should this is life advice right here assume that the other person is correct and that you're missing information i've probably said that on a podcast before but you should assume the other person is correct and that you are missing information Instead of assuming you have all the information and that the other person is wrong, it will totally change the way you attack situations. What am I missing in this situation that makes this situation that makes them correct? Don't assume that they're crazy. Assume that they are right and that you're just simply missing information. Because a lot of times we get new information, we go, oh my gosh, that makes total sense, right? This just happened today with Ashley. Ashley's mom, Ashley's out of town on a girl's trip, her, her mom, Joey and her aunt are out of town on a girl's trip. Ashley needed me to take the suitcase to the car, but we just packed Ashley's mom's car last night. So I said, oh, I thought I misheard Ashley. And I said, oh, you want me to pack the suitcase? You want me to put the suitcase in the car when your mom gets here? And she goes, no, you put the suitcase in my car. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This, we already packed your mom's car. Why am I putting the suitcase in your car for your mom to come over here and let me take it out of your, or you guys aren't taking both cars and you want me to pack the suitcase in your car so that I could take it out of your car and put it in your mom's car? I'm thinking, what are you talking about, Lee? You sound crazy. Right. And I don't say that. I just think I'm like, what is going on? Right. I'm clearly missing information here. And I said, Ash, without getting mad at me, I don't understand what's going on. And she's like, I'm driving my car to my mom's house so my dad can use my car this weekend while we're gone. Oh, that makes sense. Right. And we assume we have all the information. We make assumptions about it. And then when more information comes, we go, oh, I feel like an idiot now, right? Yeah. So, hey, what information am I missing, right? So she's saying, make this make sense. But she's on a mom page. Who's going to make sense of that with zero information about anything? We have no idea how old the kids are. We have no idea what teams these two kids made. We have zero clue of their skills. And she wants it to make sense on a mom page when you can go to someone who has all the information and they can make it make sense. Now, again, their reasoning might be, the coaches might be flawed and, you know, I might not make the same decisions that they made. Maybe Keisha would have made, you know, our, you know, higher level team, Mm -hmm. but you know, the coaches have their reasons and it sounds, it'd be far better to go to coaches with the information than to other people who don't have the information. just going to kind of gas you up. So Anyway, what do you think, mother, who represents all the moms out there?
1: Um, I can relate to her for being, you know, wondering why. But I can also relate to the other moms that think, ask your coach. And, you know, you had just said, like, you – Us as parents, we, you know, we think our kids are like phenomenal, even when they're just like the worst. I mean, you want to, you, that's just what we do as parents. And 95% of parents are, oh yeah, babe, you hit that ball so good. And then you're like, no, you did not. 5% of parents will be like, yeah, you know, it was a good try, but we can do better and I think that this, I think that it really like opens my eyes from when you said like, you think, you know, your daughter is fabulous, but the coaches don't really see her that way. And there's many different reasons why. Um, But I can understand the frustrations. But I also, you know, think it's a great idea to just ask the coach. Um, And like you said, why are we asking moms? i was not a believer in the trust the process um and you are correct you don't say it very often with team placements but you do say it with tumbling trust the process trust the process i was never a believer in that at all i'm like yeah right uh i don't i don't i it just like went through one ear and out the other and this year this past season 2021, 22 season I trusted the process and I believe in the trust, the process saying now, um, I went from seeing my daughters as, you know, they didn't, couldn't do a back handspring very well to, they can do one very well now and everybody still has room for improvement. So I'm not saying that they're perfect and that, you know, they're the best back handsprings in the world because we can always improve, but they are times better than they were at the beginning of last season. So I do believe in trust the process.
0: There we go. I still don't think I say trust the process all that often. I really, it's not part of my like vocabulary to say trust the process. I feel like I might say it when it comes to routine building, but I think with trust the process, especially like when it comes to a individual kid, I don't have any say on that process. Like really, I don't. I don't have, I have control over the routine from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, but I have zero control over if your kid goes to tumbling class. That's why I don't believe that I ever say it. Now I might say that parents should, tr- I know that I say that parents should trust the process as far as the process of us creating great routines mm-hmm. and the process as far as, uh, well, really of us creating great routines, but the tr- as far as I want, trust me that your daughter's going to get back handspring. I don't. I don't know that your daughter's going to get it back handspring. I simply don't. I have no control over her. This is why it doesn't make sense that I would say it. I don't have any control over her work ethic. I don't have any control over her her courage or her fear. I don't have any control over you know anything that she does. I have complete control over. I don't want to say complete, but I have a lot of control over how our season, how we take a team from point A, you know, the very first day of practice to the end of the season. Um, you know, I see a lot of these, um, the posts online where it says, you know, my daughter started on minis and, you know, now she's on worlds, trust the process. And, you know, I don't have control over what kids stay in the program throughout the years. I don't have ki- There's so much stuff I don't have control over. That's hard for me. I'm not saying the words "trust the process" have never left my mouth. I'm saying that when it comes to team placement and athletes getting new skills, it doesn't make sense to me that I would say it. Now, it could be taken out of context like he said "trust the process" and I that means I'm going to trust in Jason's ability to guide my daughter's cheer career in every aspect of it, as far as everything. Um, And I guess that is a reasonable, I could see how that could happen, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, or I could say trust that she's going to be on a good team, trust that she's going to, but I don't, I don't really, I don't have any control over athletes, what teams they, they deserve to make. I don't know. So anyway. Anyway. She doesn't believe me. And well, here's here's what I'll say. Even if I did say it, I'm saying this now. This is my new take on life. I I do have the I do have the right to evolve and grow as a person. And so if I did say it in the past, I'm not saying it anymore. But I really don't I mean, maybe I did say it in the past. Maybe I did say it in that context in the past. It just doesn't make sense that I would. Like you know your own. You know your own, like, oh, yeah, it's impossible for me to do. You know, some people are like, no, it's impossible for me to do that because when I was six years old, this happened to me, so I'd never do that, right? Like, I would never – I don't eat peanut butter sandwiches because when I was six, I had some peanut butter and I got this crazy allergic reaction, so I just refused to, like, eat it, right? There's, like, things you know you do because of the way you do things. Like, it's just not part of my – I don't know. And if it was, it's no longer a part of my, like – person not saying i don't tell but i do think that parents should be in programs where they trust the coaches who make the decisions Mm -hmm. B doesn't believe me i can tell that mm -hmm, i I have a wife
1: (laughs) 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 so you know back to i just wait hold on hold
0: on (laughs) last thing last thing last thing that we give it to you anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while the internet never loses Find me, find a tape, pull a tape of the podcast. We have 60 something episodes. Pull a tape of the podcast of me saying, yeah, and you should trust the process. I want to see it. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Okay. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um, As far as, you know, her comment of her daughter has the skills to make a certain team and the coaches should know you know coaches knew she wanted her on that team i will say this from personal experience that according to our rubric that we get in our tryout packets, my daughters had the necessary skills to make a level two team and It is hard for me to believe that a coach at our gym does not know they wanted to make a level two team and they did not make a level two team. And um, I think for me, it's a little easier to understand because we do this podcast and we talk about it that just because you have a certain set of skills to be on it or you have the required skills to be on a team doesn't mean you're gonna be on that team because they might need you on a lower level or a higher level for different reasons. And if every coach selected teams off of what children want, things would be probably in shambles. Um, I don't feel like it is coaches' coach's jobs to place athletes on teams that athletes want. Um, I think it makes it harder for every coach. They ha- you guys. Coaches have to do what is best for their teams and their programs. And sometimes it doesn't always fall into place of your specific athlete. Does that make sense?
0: It makes sense. But I want to piggyback on something you just said, or I want to circle back to something you just said. Um, everyone knew that your daughters wanted to make a level two team. That's what you said, right? Yes. So what? teams did they make
1: they made youth white which is a level one and they made youth black which is a level three
0: all right so real quick i want to make sure i have all the information are you saying that they were are you saying that they were upset that they made youth black instead of a junior two like a youth three instead of a junior two
1: They were devastated, literally right. bawling their eyes out. Kinsley cried herself to sleep.
0: All right. So, and there, and here's, this is what's crazy, right? Everyone thinks you are crazy. Mm-hmm. The world just heard that and yeah. go, you're crazy. That's literally every coach's jaw just dropped when they heard your daughters made a youth three instead of a junior two and they cried themselves asleep at night, right? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. So This
1: is a season of truths though. And we talked about this and I told you this is the season of truths. So I'm laying it all out there that that is 100% true. My daughters were devastated.
0: Right? And so real quick. So when you and so there's a couple things about a some uh, every coach knew my daughter wanted to make a level 2. So when you go to a bar and people say, hey, Brittany, are you 21? What do you say?
1: I wish I was 21.
0: <laughs> no, but for uh, real, like, hey, when people ask if you're 21, when you go to a bar, they're not asking if you're literally 21.
1: Yeah. They, they're you?
0: asking, are you at least 21? Right. When we yeah. use that statement. Hey, mm-hmm. is she 21? They don't really care. They just want to know. They, they don't really care. That you're literally twenty one. So when people ask, "Hey, is, are, you know, are they twenty one? Yeah, yeah, they're good. Are they twenty one? Yeah, they're good. They don't really care. They're 21. They they want to know they're at least twenty one. So, so when you say everyone knew my daughters want to make a level two team, no, not everyone knew your daughters want to make a level two team. They knew they wanted not to be on a level one team, right?
1: Yeah, I yeah okay, I, I yeah that that is correct. I said it wrong. Yes, totally.
0: No right, because no one, no one, everyone in the world is going, or every coach in the world is going. Your daughters were on level one for the last however many years, and they made a level three team. Mm -hmm. Where is the problem with that?
1: So there, I was excited. Um, You know they they are crossing over. This is their first first year to cross over. So when I received the email, I received Youth White's email first. And me and my husband kind of had like a plan, like, hey, once we receive the email, we're going to look at it first. And, you know, they they told us they wanted to make level two. So, yes, you're completely correct. Everybody knew they probably just didn't want to be on a level one team. And I said, if they make the, the you know, a level two, we're going to record them because they, they have wanted this. And I showed him the email and he's like, well, nothing we can do about it. He's like, that, that's where they placed them. So we bring the girls in we're talking to the girls we tell them and they instantly start crying
0: mm-hmm. and wait is this the youth this is when you tell them youth one or youth yes youth three? Youth,
1: youth one they instantly mm-hmm. start crying we're talking to them and the next email comes in for youth black and i said wait hold on a second this might change things and i showed my husband he's like heck yeah and i showed the girls and i said you also made youth black and They just cried even more. And so once we sat down with them and we broke it down, we were like, hey, you went from a level one team to a level three team. Like that, in my opinion, that's really good. Like you just skipped a level. Um, And it all came down. And don't kill me for this. I know you're going to have something to say about it. And I know all – Already
0: already, already know. It's Summit, 100%.
1: Exactly. It is Summit. So – I wanted to go, I wanted to do Summit and blah, blah, blah. And I said, babe, the way your age is, both of them, the way your ages are, I said, if you don't go off to college, I'm pretty sure you guys could like super, super senior. And if that is the case, you have eight years left, not including this season, to go to Summit. So that means you have eight more times next season, the season after that. So we will be having to take you for eight years in a row. Like, it's not like you only got two seasons left and you don't get to go to summit. And so then that kind of sank in. Um, and you know, after like 30 minutes, Rylan was like, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. I'm happy with these teams. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I made youth black. Oh yeah. You know, she was kind of getting a little in her head. Um, Kinsley is more of like the emotional one and you know, it took her a little while to come around. Uh, She, I told her, you, you know, you need to sleep on this. Um, You need to think about it. Your coaches aren't going to place you on a team that they don't think you'll succeed on. And she's like, but how do I make a level three and a level one? Excuse me. And I said, babe, you probably are needed on that level one. Uh, you, you know, you probably need like, they probably need some muscles on that team. Like it's okay. The next morning she went to bed the next morning. I didn't want to talk about cheer because I didn't want to, they, they just, you know, Kinsley was a hot mess. And she said, Mm -hmm. one of my friends from the gym had texted me and she was like, what team did the girls make? And I, I told her and I explained to her, you know, Kinsley's really upset, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you need. You need, she needs to look at it like this. She made a level three team. That team is a very fun team. That team, my, my daughter had a blast on that team. She wishes she could still be on that team. And as far as the level one team, she needs to be a leader on that team. She needs to be a good influence to the younger kids. She needs to be strong. She needs to be, you know, just gave like this big old spill. And I told that to Kinsley before she went to bed. The next morning, Kinsley thought about it. And Kinsley's like, you know what, mommy? And, you know, she said my friend's name. She's like, she was right. Can you please tell her thank you for me? She said, I am, I want to cheer. I cannot imagine myself not at American. I can't imagine myself without American in my life. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be strong. And I'm going to be positive on Youth White. And my heart just like kind of shattered and melted because, kind of come back to like the fight or flight at first she wasn't happy because she wasn't on a summit team but when she thought about it she's like okay here's my chance to be a role model for some younger kids and then here's another chance for me to tumble like i want to tumble on a cheer team so we are happy in our household now we have had the first team practices and they came home from youth whites practice and were telling me all about these, you know, young girls, young couple years younger than them and they're tiny mm-hmm. and they were, she's so cute. Oh my gosh. And you know, this and that, and then they come home from youth blacks practice last night. And we're like, I love this kid. I love that kid. It was so much fun. It was a rough day for me when we got team placements because my nerves were just like going crazy.
0: So many different places I want to go. Um, it's the big, it's the big problem that Summit has caused. Yes, There's so many, there's so many things I want to unpack here. So where should we go?
1: Well, Um, I understand the growth, right? So we, uh, I, that really sinks in for me because they also are on a school team, which, you know, you know that listeners don't. So we're on three teams this year and it's going to be one heck of a crazy ride this for me this will be the season of carpools and leaning on friends and making new friendships but the growth that's what i look at now um i was not upset by for any team placement myself real
0: quick real quick what team well no never mind go ahead you weren't upset with team placements yourself go ahead
1: yeah i i was upset with team placements. I mean, I, I, I think I'm one of, in my head, I trust coaches to put my team, my kids on a team that is going to push them and prove their skills. And they're going to be an asset to that team. So I wasn't upset, but them being on three teams this year, we, also, we talked to them and explained to them, like, you guys are going to grow so much, and you're going to get little pieces from each team, and your growth, I personally feel like this will be my girls' season of growth, because of three different teams, three different dynamics, they're going to grow and learn so much more this year.
0: That they are. All right, here's my story about and it's not a it it does not mean that there aren't exceptions there are always exceptions to the rule Mm -hmm. there are always exceptions to the rule but here's my story once upon a time when i was in college there's a place called tonkawa springs tonkawa springs was a spring right like a Mm -hmm. you know i'll call it a pond but you know it's a spring and It's about 30 minutes north of Nacogdoches. So we would drive for every like, you know, beach holiday, right? Memorial Day, Labor Day, 4th of July, those types of things. The whole whole student body would drive to Tonkawa Springs. Like everyone, the whole campus is basically there for this huge, you know, party basically, right? Everyone's there just, you know, like I said, Labor Day, Memorial Day, those types of things. And so you know, everyone's you know barbecuing and just hanging out and just doing the whole thing. And there was this water platform or this water, like this deck, you know, in the middle of the water. And it wasn't exclusively for college kids, you know, but you know, some families would go there and just pick the mm-hmm. wrong weekend, like, oh, every college kid's here in town, right? But you know, but there were other families that would go to this. I'm telling you, it was packed of people. And there is this deck that all these kids are on, right? All these kids are 10 years old, right? 10, 11, 12 years old, they're all up there. And, and there's one big kid who's obviously bigger than the rest of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like 14 years old, bigger, huskier kid. And they start doing like WrestleMania.
1: Oh.
0: And the kid, this 14-year-old, is now shoving every kid off into the water, right? And so they're like trying to wrestle and he's just manhandling everyone, throwing this kid into the water, throwing this kid into the water, throwing this kid and, you know, we're all watching and everyone's chanting like, oh, oh, oh," right? And he's destroying everyone. Now he's destroyed everyone. He's up there by himself. As he's destroying everyone, a college student, right? (laughs) Swims out there, hops (laughs) on the deck, And then throws them over, right? And then everyone, ah, the whole place erupts. Jason, what's the point of your story? It's that when older kids go against younger kids, they are more successful, right? When Mm -hmm. 11-year-olds get to be on a youth team, they are more successful than when they get to be on a junior team. Right? And that's just... And that's just it, right? Um, Now, so everyone, especially when it comes to team placements, you know, it is important that we place kids age accordingly, right? Now, again, there are always kids. Teams need flyers. Teams need, you know, some places, you know, some kids, it's the only place that they really fit or it's the best place that they felt they fit. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll overlook the age. When a perfect world, right, our junior, or in a perfect world, our youth team, We'd be full of 11-year-olds who are about to turn 12 in August. Legit. That's what our yes. whole youth team would be. Or thir- I'm not even sure. Can you be 13 in the next year? Whatever. It used to be. That used to be the old rule.
1: Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. turn
0: I turn uh, 12 September 1st. <laughs> Perfect. You're on this team. Um <laughs> That used to be an age cutoff. Eight, August mm-hmm. 31st was the old age cutoff back in the day. Right? But that's what it'd be. You know, back in the day, it was fourteen years old. Oh yeah, I turn for a junior team. But yeah, I turned fifteen. I turned fifteen September first. Oh, I'd have twenty kids who turned fifteen on September first. But anyway, but that's the problem. You know, it's the one thing that um, I think that kids should. You know, I toyed with this for a while about not, and I remember saying this on the Facebook Live. I'm not sure if you were even privy to, I'm not even sure what year it was. I guess you had to have been in the programs. It wasn't that long ago. But I remember, remember me bringing up that we should go to Canada?
1: Yeah, uh uh-huh. I was like one of the first ones that was like, yes, please.
0: Right? And and I remember bringing up Canada for this exact reason that you just painted out to me. That we be, that we as a, as an industry have become beholden to the summit where the summit is the only thing that matters, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect example of why teams are shifting You just painted the picture very clearly for the industry. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why teams are trying to shift away from the summit. Because again, it seems crazy to me that mm-hmm. an athlete would be upset that they made a youth level three team and not the junior level two team. And the only thing that makes sense is because of one of those teams goes to the summit and one of those teams doesn't. Because yep. if the summit didn't exist, if we just, you know, had our regular competition schedule, then, you know, they probably would have hoped they made Junior 2, but then been beyond, beyond, like, what should have happened is they they, they were beyond, beyond, beyond ecstatic that they not only leveled up, but they went two levels up, right? Yeah. So, but it is, um, you know, a big... A big reason why teams are shifting away from from the summit because the industry has become beholden to it. Mm-hmm. And and I remember saying, hey, we should go to we should go to Canada because I don't want our program to become beholden to the summit, where the only thing we care about is the summit and we yeah. don't care about being in the program anymore. Yeah. Because if we decide not to go to the summit one year and we're beholden to the summit, then I have families that go. You know, I really don't like American that much. I only like American because they go to the summit. And I don't want our, you know, I don't want our program to be beholden to the summit because then what happens? Then they start jacking up the prices. They know they have to, our gyms have to go to the summit because their families will leave in droves if they don't. Well, if that's the case, then we can drive the price up to whatever we want. And then when that happens, families just go, well, you're going to go to the summit, right? You go to the summit this year or you're not as of today you wouldn't be going to the summit but mm-hmm. let's say you made the junior two team as an 11 year old so you go in as a 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 year old mm-hmm. and pretty soon someone's going to say yo this is kind of getting expensive like how many years in a row are we going to do 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 this this disney trip again it was $400 when we first got to American to go to the summit, now it's six or $700, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost doubled. And that price is going to keep going up.
1: Yeah.
0: So is this a, a price tag that we want our families to continually pay every single season? And when parents don't want to pay it anymore, it's not that they're going to stop going to, Hey, can we just not be on a summit team? There's Oh, we're just not going to cheer because the summit is so expensive. Right. Yeah. Um, not can we continue to cheer, but not go to the summit. And so um, there you go. B, you might have changed the whole fortunes of American cheer.
1: Oh, shoot. Please don't, because that will just be... I'll keep the truth to myself this time. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, you know, I. I didn't really realize... to go to the summit because summit isn't really something like we like talk about all the time in my household um and to me it, it gets me a little bit because we've been to Walt Disney World for a whole entire week they've been to all the parks there and all that um but as everybody else needs to just like process things sometimes I'm a firm believer that kids need to do that too. They're human too. And, you know, I've said it on a podcast before, like, I don't get mad at them before they go to school because I don't want them to have a bad day. I don't get mad at them or yell at them before they go to practice because I don't want them to have a bad day at practice. Not saying that they don't get in trouble, but I specifically try to address issues that aren't before practice and aren't before school so they can have a good day. And so I think that they definitely deserve to have time to process it because they were hoping to make a certain team sadly because of the summit. But now like after we they processed it and it was a one day process or one night process for them they're really looking forward to this season. I told them that this is a great season to make new friends, form new bonds with teams, form new bonds with coaches. I mean, you know, Youth Black, they've never really, you and Ashley have, you know, been coaches, but you haven't specifically coached their teams. So mm-hmm. it's another learning for them. They're going to learn a new way of coaching. Um, I just feel like now it's like, it's such an overall good time. And they understand that now too. They had so much fun at both their practices. So it is going to be a great season.
0: Trust the process. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: that's like me saying but.
0: (laughs) But. But. (laughs) You know, it's one thing I've done. um, It's hard for 11-year-olds to do it. But this is to all the coaches out there. I guess it's to everyone out there. But mine is music related. So this would happen with music. Is I used to be super into like picking our music, picking out our voiceovers, knowing exactly how I wanted everything. Like I used to know how I wanted our music to sound exactly in my brain. I just didn't have like the ability to actually like do it, right? Mm -hmm. So I would go to our music producers and be like, here's what I want. I want this, 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 this. I'd be like super specific, right? Like this is so specific. There's no way they can get this wrong, right? And and when I didn't get it, I would be like so upset, right? And and this would happen. I would have like 10 voiceovers picked out. The producer would put like nine out of 10 of my voiceovers in that I wanted in the routine. And I'd be like, they left out that voiceover. Like, I can't believe they left out that voiceover. Like, I wanted it. I wrote it. It was, it was perfect. It was like the best voiceover written in my life. <laughs> and they didn't put it in, right? And I remember... I actually did this with Casey at Sounds Like That. So if you're looking for some great cheer music, you guys thought you were going to get out of here without a Sounds Like That ad. This is a Sounds Like That. It's not the question of the week, but I'm talking about music, so might as well pump my boy up. Thanks, Casey. You always do a fantastic job with our music. Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and American Cheer. But what I've done with Casey is I've just given him free reign. And I just now, I go do what you want with the music. Like it is your creation. You make it. And I'll be surprised with it when we get it. Mm -hmm. Because what I found, what I was doing was hoping so badly on certain songs to go certain places and certain voiceovers to go certain places that when they didn't get there, I would be so upset. And then as the music, as I let the music like play throughout, you know, however long, then I'd go, oh, this is like a really good track. Like, I really like this track, even though it doesn't have that voiceover in it. That would have made it better, right? But it, I just, so I remember, and I haven't given him any voiceover or song ideas in like years. Like, I just go, do the, do the music, do what you feel is best. And, you know, we're going to hear it. So that's just a little, I think the moral of the story is, expectations crush happiness. Ooh, quote of the week. Expectations crush happiness. There you go. It's a really a good, good one. It is a good one because it's very true. Um, Let's see. I feel like we stayed kind of on that same topic the whole time. We didn't really move on to anything else. We kind of just started with Keisha and ended with Keisha. Yeah,
1: um, sorry. So I don't know.
0: We can do a...
1: Partially my fault...
0: No, it's good. It was good. I'm wondering if we should uh we can do question of the week because it's kind of quick. Yeah. It is kind of quick. We'll do question of the week. So the sounds like that question of the week comes to us by, sounds like that. I'm not doing it again. But it comes <laughs> to us by, sounds like that. So be sure to get some music. Um be more does spray tan. So if you want to spray tan by be more, and you're in the Bakersfield area, or we're gonna go to competition, not the summit, <laughs> that be more will be at. I will not be there. <laughs> then you can get a spray tan maybe at spirit sports get a spray tan by b more that was yeah. good that was a good plug right there she really does do spray tans i got yeah. one minus look how good the spray tan is
1: <laughs> that was very good and spirit sports is definitely the competition you want to get spray tanned at because it's nice and it's sunny but if you're gonna be in the pool don't get a spray tan because it will eat your spray tan off anyways you want a spray tan contact me i'll hook you up i do pretty good work boom so our question of the week we have choreography dot 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 how early in the season how many days how to find new choreographers i don't have any experience on that stuff so you know the jason larkins will let us know all of that
0: didn't you take a team to jams you guys probably used to do choreography in house
1: we did and it B-More ourselves.
0: choreography. We did Let's it. Get sure. It was popping. <laughs>
1: hey, we did win first place.
0: <laughs> okay, there we go, Be more. Let's go. Oh, guys, real quick. Some of you guys might have logged off by now. Um, but if you're on, guys, fill out the survey in the in the show notes. Fill out the show the fill out the survey in the show notes. It just asks simple questions. Do you like the podcast? Or, you know, what do you like about the podcast? We need to know what you guys like and don't like about the show. That way we can, you know, do the things you like. Maybe avoid the things you don't like. But if we really like them, we'll keep doing them. But we at least want to know. And um, fill out. We'll take you guys like one minute, two minutes. Like, so let's make this happen. Um, Fill out the survey. A lot of you guys listen. Not a lot of you guys fill out surveys. Don't be that person. All right, here we go. Um, what's the first question? What was the very first one? I'm going to do how, one more time.
1: How early in the season for choreography?
0: How early? We typically have done September. We do like pyramid choreography in August. uh, routine choreography in September. Cause I like to plug and play. Like I like to train skills all summer long and then build our routine off of the skills that we've mastered. I know some gyms like get choreography super early and then try to build up to those skills like oh we you know we just got our stunt sequence and now they're trying to like get the stunt sequence. So I like to get the skills throughout the summer and then kind of base a chore- uh, base our choreography off the skills that we've been working on. This year we're going to move a little bit earlier. So I think we're doing what I say August for pyramid choreography. So I think we're doing stunts in July. I think we're doing pyramid in July maybe. and I think we're doing routine choreography in in august so i like to go later but that's just me personally um yeah it just doesn't make sense for me personally to do routine choreography super early in the summer i think so much still changes between choreography and when you have to take the mat that it's just kind of a waste to do it so early and you don't even know the kids or their skill sets really so Perfect world, I would do September, but it's kind of been a weird. Okay, what's after that? When? What's after how that many one?
1: days for choreography?
0: Um, two to three. We usually schedule two and a half days for choreography. Some teams uh learn a little bit per team, so it's usually two full days and a half day if they need to wrap anything else up, uh, and that's pretty standard, you know. So two to three days for you know, routine choreography, Uh, our choreographer. But we already have our elite sequence and we'll already have our pyramid already done because we do those separately. So, and and those are both like a day each, right? Like two, three hours each.
1: Okay. And then last part of the question was, how to find new choreographers. I'm going to jump in there and say this. Uh, DM Jason Larkins. He's pretty good. You know, get him. But <laughs> aside from Jason Larkins, he, he can answer the rest of it.
0: You know, it's funny. People reach out to me about choreography all the time. I don't do choreography. You know, I'll clean up your choreography. But yeah, reach out to me anyway because I'll I'll send you. I can hook you up with our choreographer. But what I usually do is... Although we are very happy with our choreographers right now. What I've done in the past is, you know, if I see a routine that I really like, like choreography wise, not just that they were, that they won first place, but I really like the movement of the choreography on a specific team. And then I'll just reach out and be like, Hey, who does your, you know, who does your choreography? And the, you know, the coach, but oh yeah, you know, Keisha does our choreography. And I go, awesome. I'm going to reach out to Keisha, support black business. Uh, Keisha might not have even been black. Um, anyway, but you know, I'll reach out and be like, "Hey, if you're ever interested, we'd love for you guys to uh for you to work with us and you know do that." So that's been the typical go to is just find routines that I like or find different, you know, whether it's a stunt section, and that's usually what it is. That's the one thing we've bounced around quite a bit. We have a pretty, we've been with Brendan Matthews forever and Troy Hedgren does our pyramid choreography. But we bounced around with who was going to do our stunt sections for a while. So I would see a stunt section that I thought was innovative and creative and go, hey, who does, who did your stunt section? And they'll say, oh, yeah, this person did it. And so I'd reach out, and I'd bounce around with a couple different people with that. Um, so right now we have Next Level doing our stunt choreography, and that's how we got with Next Level. Just say, hey, who does your stuff? Awesome. Next Level does it. Reached out. DM'd them, said, hey, man, love for you to work with us. And here we are. So that's how relationships are made. So um, there you go. I guess that's it. Um, Anything else we need to talk about, really?
1: No. Looking forward to this new season. I always feel like new seasons are like a fresh start, a clean start and a fresh start. And who doesn't like a clean and fresh start? Um, and if you know me, I'm kind of like a recluse parent, I don't, you know, I just drop off and go. Um, the both the teams that the twins are on, I feel like there's a lot of parents that I don't know. So I am kind of excited to like get to know some new parents, you know, at least have a couple conversations, uh, because I don't really know them, um. But yeah, fresh, clean start, new season, excited for it all, except for summer practice There we go. Because, uh, you know, I know that they are very key, but it's a lot of movement in my brain. and uh, But it's all figured out now. There
0: we go. There we go. I'm excited. New year, new opportunities. Yeah. Let's make it happen. All right, guys. Uh, you know what to do do everything share this like follow subscribe rate comment donate do the survey five six seven eight do the survey
1: (laughs) five six seven eight we're out
0: we're out gym owners directors coaches can you relate to this you say to yourself this season is going to be different we're going to get all of our teams on the same page or maybe you're saying we're gonna get all of our coaches on the same page you look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they're competing and you know you can do more let me help you I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coach's clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine, and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be World Champions, NCAA All-Star Champions, NCAA Collegiate Champions. Summit Champions, and D2 Summit Champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at, JasonLarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jasonlarkins. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button, and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.